0: mountain high appliance family owned and operated for 30 years denver sports and 104.3 the fan proudly present be a mentor be a fan learn more about getting involved at denversports.com
1: slash mentor
0: be a mentor be a fan it's our campaign here at denver sports 104.3 the fan as we are advocating encouraging people here in the Denver community to get involved with mentorship, where you can make just such a profound impact on youth in our community that can go on for generations and generations to come. And we've had the pleasure of Saturday mornings, I'm Rod Sharon, by the way, uh, to be able to sit down with different personalities that work here at Denver Sports 104.3 The Fan, maybe personalities from the market, from the community, from the area, and they've been able to share some of their stories. And they've been really impactful and very interesting. And today we're going a different avenue with it everyone we've spoken to at least thus far was a former professional athlete well with all due respect that ends today as sitting right next to me is mike evans from schlereth and evans you hear mornings on 104.3 the fan
1: good morning mike good morning you could not have gone in a more stark 180 degree direction than you're going with (laughs) me (laughs) but in many ways it will
0: help Somewhat shape how important mentorship is, because you know we're looking at these cases and examples of of people that reach the I like to call it the one percent of the one percent of athletes that that made it to the pros. Uh, that doesn't mean that's the only group that can be impacted by mentorship. It could really be in any walk or stage of life uh, in, in your case, broadcasting and a nice long broadcasting career. So denversportscom slash mentor. That's the site that we're encouraging people to go to learn about mentorship. You can get involved with big brothers, big sisters of Colorado, which is a wonderful organization that we're proud to be partnered with on this endeavor. So Mike, uh, your story. This is usually the case when I'm talking to one of the ex players, where I'm like, "When did you start playing?" So I'm going to take it a little bit of a different <laughs> I know where you're going with this. you. And when did you start Stop. thinking about broadcasting? Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I think it was my. I think it was my junior year of high school when I realized you know what, I'm going to be too short to be a point guard for the Boston Celtics, and I don't have the range to be the third baseman for the Boston Red Sox. So I probably decided at that point, hey, I love sports. I want to continue to be involved in sports. How can I do it? And if I can't play it, well, I want to talk about it or write about it. So that's when I decided that that would be the direction I would I would go in and, um, you know, the rest is uh, the rest is history.
0: Well, you were no short of resources. You had like a W.E.E.I. where yep. you grew up, which is a, a long time kind of legacy station in our format of what we do. In addition, to all the writers that were writing for different publications. Was there someone or, or, or some people, whether it was uh, maybe someone at your school, someone you knew, someone involved with who helped? sort of steer you that way or kind of point you in a direction that would help you get started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because once I decided initially at the time I was thinking more about writing, you know, being like a sports writer or something like that. And I remember Mr. Woodworth, who was the uh, English teacher, one of our English teachers, and he was also the guy that ran the school newspaper. And he said, you know, you'd you'd be perfect for this and I'd love for you to get involved. And And I did. And I loved it. And. Once I decided that I wasn't going to be able to be a, a professional athlete, I, I changed my focus. I stopped playing football, and I became the PA announcer my senior year in high school. I did the PA announcing for our football team and the local newspaper. Uh, I also became um, an intern, and I would go out on Saturdays and Friday nights and cover high school football games, and I'd write game reports and do interviews and all that stuff, and I had my own little byline in the Haverhill Gazette. So uh, that's where it all got started.
0: So in this instance, it's a teacher. Yeah. It kind of starts yep. pointing you down that path. So as you're getting closer and wrapping up high school, you mentioned you did the you stop playing football. You're doing the PA thing. You're getting ready to go to college. It's pretty well documented where you went to school. Yep. We'll talk about that in a second. Who helps set you on the vision to go there? Because Syracuse is obviously regarded as one of the top schools yep. in the country when it comes to broadcasting, broadcast journalism, et cetera. How do you find out about that? Is, is it a counselor? Is it a teacher? Is it a mentor? Someone who helps uh, not only make you aware of it, but help you get prepared to make that journey and track up.
1: There. Yeah, it was, it was honestly one of those things that because Syracuse has had so many famous announcers. Down through the years, that just as a sports fan, I started to kind of connect the dots. Like, hmm, you know, there's, um, you know, there's, there's Bob Costas, there's uh, Sean McDonough, there's um, uh, even, you know, you watch a a Ted Koppel on ABC Nightline. You know, all, all uh, Syracuse. One of my heroes, uh, Mike Tirico. Mike Tirico, right? Well, Tirico was actually still there as a student when I got there. But, but yeah, you start to you start to see these these people out in the business, and you're like, hmm. I want to get into that business and you start doing your research and you realize it's a a great place to be. But, you know, there, there is one thing and and it's funny you bring up, you know, you're used to talking to professional athletes and the mentors they had. And for so many of us, I, I am glad I'm getting a chance to talk to you because I think I represent you and you represent far more of the people out there listening right now than the, the former athletes do. And I think for a lot of people listening your journeys were similar to ours is that our careers, sports careers ended in in high school. And I'll never forget. Uh, you talk about mentors. Um, I had a basketball coach my senior year. My basketball coach was a guy by the name of Keith Boucher. And we had, we had been one of the top teams in New Hampshire throughout my senior year in basketball. We got upset in the first round and we didn't win a state championship and I was crushed. And I remember late in the year, he and I were talking and, uh, I said, man, I said, man, I'm just so disappointed that we weren't able to win and sorry it couldn't happen. And he stopped me and he said, listen, he said, you know, it would have been nice, but you are going to go on and do so many far more important things than just winning a state basketball championship. And you probably will learn more and benefit more from what happened, the adversity that you felt, that we all felt, the disappointment that you felt. And it'll help you more than you think down the road. And at the time, I'm like, yeah, thanks, coach. Right. Great speech. Right. But you know what? He was right. He was right because, you know, you think about it, you know, so much of, of what we do as we become adults and move into adulthood. And it it is dealing with adversity and it is dealing with some some heartbreak and some failures and not necessarily getting to where you want to be. And how do you handle it? You know, what 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 are you made of? And how do you handle that? And let me tell you, I'm sharing that story with you right now. That was in 1986, and that still resonates with me today.
0: And that's the kind of powerful and profound impact you can have as a mentor. And it's the entire point of this program, be a mentor, be a fan, uh, not just coaching sports, but perhaps it, it can be as a, a teacher or, in this case, a coach, not delivering a sports lesson, but a lesson about life. DenverSports.com slash mentor. That's where we're Uh, directing people to head, that's where you can go get involved with a great organization like Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Colorado. I'm Rod Sharon here with Mike Evans on this Saturday morning. So you you take that advice, and, Mike, you get to Syracuse. I mean, I'm imagining if I'm a – let's say I'm a a football player in college and I'm arriving at an Alabama or something like that, you begin to look around and, boy, how good am I really when I begin to look around. Yeah, yeah. In the media world, is that what it's like when you step on campus at Cuse?
1: Yeah, there is an element of that. There is an element. You look around, and especially when you start going to the classes, and you're you're doing the um, you're looking around, and you see the on the wall, you see all the famous uh, alumni that have come through there. You go to try to work with the campus radio station or the campus newspaper, and you look around, and you're like, yikes, there's a lot of talent here, you know, but. um, yeah, you, you, th- you think about along the way through college, it was, I got off to a rough start. I did not, I would not recommend my college experience at the start to a lot of people. I was your basic college knucklehead my first two years. I just was. I, I just didn't take it seriously enough. I was immature. I wasn't ready. Uh, I wasn't ready to be out on my own. I wasn't disciplined. And I really struggled to the point where um, my parents said, you know what? You need to take a year off to kind of clear your head and grow up and decide what you want to do with your life. And so after two years of college, two years of freedom, I was back home, living at home, back under my roof, sharing a room with my brother, seriously, and and working odd jobs and working for the town of Atkinson for a, whole, a full year. I was away from school. And, you know, you talk about, you know, growing up and remembering some of the lessons that I had learned and heard that I hadn't applied yet to that point. It was the best thing that ever happened to me because I, I was forced to grow up. And, you know, again, you think about mentorship, where it comes from. In this case was my parents because they made the, the decision for me and they said, look, this is, you got to do this. And I look back at it and at the time I hated him. I was so mad at him. I look back on them on it now. And I can't tell you how many times over the years I've thanked him because it was, the right thing for me at that time. I was forced to grow up. I did grow up. I went back to college. I was a completely different guy. I was reset, refocused on what I wanted to do. And um, I went about realizing my dream.
0: Huge lesson in mentorship right there that sometimes it's not the most popular (laughs) advice or whatever it may be In, in, in that situation. It can be the thing that maybe you don't want to hear but right. you need to hear at yep. least in that moment and that's what set you on the path so you get back to Syracuse your your yep. your second two years there your last two years there yep. go much better than your first two as that experience is is going through and then eventually winding down um, who's helping you get ready to take these skills you're learning at school I- into the real world? Is there a, a professor? Uh, you know, maybe it's a, again a counselor or someone of that well, sort. Well,
1: in this case, the year I was off from school, I was like, wow, I, I'm, I'm back at home. I'm humbled, but I do want to continue to try to you know reach my dream. So I reached out to some of the local radio stations in town, and I just sent out letters uh, to all of them, just saying, hey, I just want a chance to internship or something like that, and and most. Most of the requests got uh, just ignored or I was, you know, given basically a form letter, you know, hey, thank you very much. But one guy, and again, you, you remember the specific people along the way, a guy by the name of Dan Alpern, He was uh, a sports director at a radio station called WHAV in Haverhill, Massachusetts, about 10 minutes from where I where I lived. And he actually reached out to me and said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have you, you know, come over. And I actually believe in giving my interns a chance to work and do things. So I showed up and immediately he put me to work and I was covering high school basketball games and uh, laying cable to do high school softball broadcasts. And then he would you know, get me a press pass so I could go down to Fenway Park and cover a Red Sox game. So I really got thrown into it and I got a lot of valuable experience. And then when I went back to school, he started a, a, a startup company because at that point, sports radio was really starting to take off around the country. Stations like the Fan in New York, the Fan here, KJR in Seattle, they it's were all taking Dallas. off. Oh, yeah, sure, we, we know and so uh, we, were, we we created he created this business where we would go off and cover uh, major sporting events, and I would be these special reporters for a station. So, like for the Fan our, here in Denver. Back in the day, I would go to the Super Bowl or the World Series, and I would be this reporter that would show up on the fan at all these events. It was a great experience, but it was something that, uh, thanks to him uh, and giving me that opportunity and then seeing something in me, hiring me, so that I started working my senior year in college covering events, and then I, I, jo- I joined in two weeks after I two weeks after I graduated from college. I was in Los Angeles covering the Lakers and the Bulls in the NBA Finals, Michael Jordan against Magic Johnson. So, But it doesn't happen if, A, I take that year off from school, thank you parents, and B, this guy gave me a chance, Dan Alpern.
0: So now we've gotten to the point where Mike's career is just getting started. How does he go from just kind of foot in the door at a small station in a small area To successful morning show and one of the highest rated shows in the entire country on one of the legacy stations in the country, 1043 The Fan here
2: in Denver. We'll find out more when we come back with Be a Mentor, Be a Fan. 30 years. That's how long Mountain High Appliance has been serving Colorado. Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance. As a local, family owned and operated company, we're proud of our long history of helping families build the kitchens of their dreams. Because kitchens are where families gather and reconnect, where they share stories from their day and make plans for the future. And we're honored that you've made the Mountain High family part of your family for the past three decades. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff are always eager to help. And we're the only place where you can try before you buy with hundreds of appliances hooked up live. But the service doesn't stop there. We also offer professional delivery and installation. So why shop anywhere else? Visit a Mountain High Appliance showroom today in Littleton, Louisville, or our Denver Clearance Center. Open Monday through Friday till 530, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Thank you.
0: Denver Sports at 104.3 The Fan proudly present, be a mentor, be a fan. Learn more about getting involved at denversports.com slash mentor. Welcome back to Be a Mentor, Be a Fan on this Saturday morning. I'm Rod Sharon alongside Mike Evans. We're talking about mentorship, advocating for people to get involved, become a mentor, denversports.com slash mentors is where you can go. Learn more about it. Get involved with a great group, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Colorado. They have a desperate need for mentors, specifically males that can get involved and, and, and help just put an arm around somebody young, help show them the way, help guide them, to not only be a rewarding process for you yourself as the mentor, but really help this young person set up for life. And Mike uh, outlined some of the stories of different mentors he had that got him through school up to Syracuse in college, and kind of got his foot in the door in broadcasting. So now, Mike, you've you're done in Syracuse, you're out of college, you've got your foot in the door. What comes next?
1: Well, there was there was some struggles. I was I was living and working in the in the Boston area, and, and from a Work struggles for an upstart radio person? Yeah, right. I could never believe that. Shocking. One. It, but it was funny because the my my job description was awesome. I mean, I was covering events, major sporting events all around the country, and when I wasn't covering those events, I was at Boston Garden or Fenway Park covering games. So it was from a work standpoint, it was everything I could the have. Imagined coolest job more. ever
0: that didn't pay any money, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We've all been there. Try
1: try living in Boston making $13,000 a year. (laughs) I made it work, believe me, but it was, it was, it was tough, but eventually kind of it, 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 it petered out. The company I was working for kind of, um, disbanded and I was, I was kind of, you know, stuck as to what I was going to do. And I was working for a a small radio station, very small radio station in Boston. That was an affiliate of prime sports radio, one of those national radio networks that, Sort of came and went uh, during the course of the uh, you know 90 s and early 2000s and uh, the guy that was the general manager the day that our station folded we did it was a classic radio story did a show on a Friday morning and then the show ends and we got called into a conference room and they said, well, that was the final show. We're shutting everything down. I'm like, oh, OK. Where am I going to go? Now from, you're really in radio Where am I going happens. from here, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, so the guy calls me into the office. He goes, hey, yeah, listen, sorry it didn't work out. Because, but he says, I'm going down to Dallas to run the national network. And I'd love for you to come on down and do our midday show. I'm like, wow. Wow. So you're talking about a real crossroad in your in your life in your career. Here's a a guy like myself who's only grown up back in the Northeast, and I'm being given a chance to go move to Texas. Texas, talk about like a whole different world. And so you you think about the decisions and the you know talking to people close to me and and the advice, and, and basically it was, hey, this is this is the time of your life where you should do these kind of things make these kind of um, risks and gambles, go for it. And I did and uh, went down there and had two good years. And uh, eventually that thing started to kind of peter out as well. And I was kind of looking for a lifeline. And, you know, you think about the contacts you make and the people you get to know. When I was doing that first job where we were reporting for uh, startup sports radio stations around the country, uh, one of the stations that we worked extensively with was kjr in seattle and they had a program director by the name of rick scott and i worked a lot with rick scott and so again you 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 think about the list of names and mentors that you that you think back on that you can easily recollect even as the years go by rick scott was one and, and Rick's going
0: to be a name that a lot of people aren't going to know. Rick is one of yeah. the founding kind of fathers of this radio yes. station, of 104.3 The Fan, has been one of my biggest mentors so there you in go. my career as well. So
1: when um, when I was looking for, you know, where am I going to go from Dallas, um, I reached out to Rick because I knew at that point he'd become a radio consultant. And I said, hey, Rick, listen, you, you know my work. I'm looking for uh, somewhere to go. Are you hearing about anything open? He goes, let me get back to you. A couple days pass. He calls me back. He said, what do you think of Denver? I'm like, Denver's actually always been a place that I thought would be fun to work in. And uh, he goes, all right, let me make a few calls. And uh, one thing led to another. And in May of 1998, uh, moved up here from Dallas, started working on the fan and still here.
0: But you didn't walk right into working with Mark Schlereth in the mornings. It was uh, a bit of a journey. And I know there were some experienced hosts that were here that you learned from as well. One of the common themes of these interviews has been not just the kind of like formal mentorship role, coach, teacher, whatever, but some of that peer mentorship. A lot of the former athletes talked about like the veterans when they came in that kind of showed them the way. Uh, I'm assuming there were some veteran hosts when you came in here that helped you as well.
1: Boy, there there were. And I, I think about it. And, and some of these names people will recognize, others you won't, but I'll just list them off. Uh, Dave Otto was my first uh, co-host here and just a, a radio legend in this town and uh, learned a lot from him. Sandy Clough, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, so much of what I try to do today in terms of the, the passion and the enthusiasm For for going out and doing the job every day, I I learned from him, Irv and Joe. Man, I I learned so much, especially from the uh, business side of sports radio from Irv. Did you learn to have a little book with you,
0: (laughs) start reading off people?
1: (laughs) You know, I I didn't I didn't you know start off every commercial by saying, hey, it started in a garage on a street on Garfield Street there. You know, I didn't didn't do that, but boy, I learned a lot from. From those guys, and um, you know other other people throughout the the industry, um, Ron Zapolo, Les Shapiro, uh, Terry Fry, Jim Armstrong, um, just just a, a number of people who were really nice to a young guy still in his twenties who you know could have big time me, but instead were always there for advice if I had a question, or would just say, hey, don't don't forget to do this or do that.
0: Now you're at a stage in your career because obviously those lessons kind of helps you get to where you've, you're at now and you've been here over 25 years, not to date you, Mike, nope. but successfully here uh, at The Fan. And, and like I mentioned earlier, one of the highest rated shows in the whole country. But now the role shifts a little bit. So talk to me a little bit about the responsibility you feel being on the other side now as experienced. You've experienced you've seen things come and go, whether that's when you get a new partner, like when you started to work with Mark Schlaerth, or when you see someone new come to the station, like a Zach Bai.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you use that word responsibility because I really do feel that responsibility. I do feel like it's something that I owe, having been on the receiving end of so much good advice and mentorship that I do feel it's important to sort of now pay it forward a little bit. And so I've I've always tried to, when young people come in to the station uh, to, to get to know them, to talk to them, to give them, you know, hopefully friendly advice, um, just share my experiences. And it can be hosts. It can be people that are starting on the air. It can be producers. It can be board ops. You know, just try to always cultivate the idea of, you know, how can you continue to learn, get better, move forward. And, and boy, it, it's such a. It's such a huge source of pride when you see somebody that you know you've worked with, that you've shared some advice, that you you feel like you kind of took under your wing a little bit, and you see them grow and expand their roles, maybe move on and... Uh, yeah, make you, that jump to another, yeah, another position. Yeah, you've had that on
0: your day part, like uh, Millennial
1: Ben. Millennial Ben, now yep. he's on the air in another yep. market. I'm sure yep. you guys had a lot of conversations. Yep. Absolutely, work.
0: So it's not just always host. It could be right. producers, board ops, in general. And you know the big kind of impetus of everything we're talking about, mentorship. Yep. And again, denversports.com slash mentor, that's where we're encouraging everybody to head and get involved with a a great organization like Big Brothers Big Sisters of Colorado and become a mentor. And you can have an impact on people like Mike had earlier in his uh, life and his career was starting. And now he's having it kind of on the other end, somewhat um, helping people out going the other way. The rewarding aspect of it for you when you see uh, like we talked about millennial band going to get that job or when you see someone like uh, a Richie who started here yep. as a board op and he's kind of worked his way yep. up the ladder or again to, to move it to the on air. You take someone like a Zach who came in here yep. new in a big market and now he's really developed a good following and that. What is that like for you to watch other people that have success beyond just yourself?
1: It's hugely satisfying. It really, really is. And knowing that you've had a small part in it because ultimately it still comes down to what that person has done individually and and they deserve uh the credit but to know that you maybe had part of it it's it's hugely rewarding and the mentorship that we're talking about raj you know it goes not only beyond what what you do maybe within your your own work sphere but you know so many of us and so many of you listening right now your parents and i I can't recommend enough the the value in getting involved in um whether it's coaching or being involved in your kids' activities, it is. You talk about the rewarding part. Let, let, let me give you a quick example. Um, I, I, I coached both my son and daughter in uh, basketball, softball, baseball, and I still have now my son's friends, um, guys that I boys that I coached when they were eight years old, up and through twelve, and everything like that. They still call me coach. And I don't I don't know for uh for 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 a man or a woman, other than you know the respect that you may see from a younger person when they call you Mister, you know Mister Sharon or Mister Evans or other, there's a certain level of respect that they're showing to you when they do it. I don't know if being called coach is even more impactful. You know the fact that you know here are guys that I haven't coached in a few years, in some cases I haven't seen in a, in a year or two, but the moment they see me and I'm like, hey, Ben, hey, Bryce, hey, whatever, and they're like, coach, what's up? And I'm like, wow, that, I don't know, that just that just makes me feel good. But then again, it's not surprising because if I happen to run into somebody that was my coach back in the day, or if I'm talking to one of my friends and we're talking about that guy, he's immediately coach. It's not, you know, Mr. McQueen or Mr. Davis or Mr. Boucher. It's Coach McQueen. It's Coach Boucher. It's uh, Coach Davis. It's, hey, have you seen Coach lately? Oh, you ran into Coach. How's he doing? And, you know, to me, that's – if you're talking about what you get out of being a mentor – uh, it's it's those kind of um, satisfying moments that really make it make it all worth it.
0: Great stories and great advice. DenverSports.com/mentor. That's the website one final time where we're encouraging everybody to go learn how you can get involved. Mike Evans, great stories of how mentorship has helped you all the way to where you are now, and now you're passing it forward. Really, really good stuff, Mike. Thank you. Be a mentor. Be a fan.
2: 30 years! That's how long Mountain High Appliance has been serving Colorado. Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance. As a local, family-owned, and operated company, we're proud of our long history of helping families build the kitchens of their dreams. Because kitchens are where families gather and reconnect, where they share stories from their day and make plans for the future. And we're honored that you've made the Mountain High family part of your family for the past three decades. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff are always eager to help and we're the only place where you can try before you buy with hundreds of appliances hooked up live. But the service doesn't stop there. We also offer professional delivery and installation, so why shop anywhere else? Visit a Mountain High Appliance showroom today in Littleton, Louisville, or our Denver Clearance Center. Open Monday through Friday till 5.30, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Thank you.